What's up, everybody? This is Judith Hope You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Uh, probably the last show of the year. I don't see me getting on tomorrow. <laughs> um, I normally try to do Monday through Friday. And I do Saturdays. I haven't yawned all morning. Ugh. You guys really are my safe space. Um... Yeah, so I normally don't pop on on a Saturday unless something really interesting happens and I, I want to say it before I forget. Um, I don't anticipate that happening, but you never know. Listen, I had a really good 2022. It was not without its flaws, though. And uh, this caregiving thing has to be over. My mom was up uh, all night. I think... We go through this ritual. That's what's weird. We do the ritual. We put her in bed. She gets in bed about 8.30, finally, sometimes 9 o'clock. And then she's in the bed all of, I don't know, an hour maybe. Then she talks herself into getting up and getting dressed. And usually at some point I overhear this process, you know. And then she opens her door, which is kind of creaky. And then I wake up and I look in there. She's like making her bed fully dressed at like 11 p.m., right? And I'm like, God, I've only had like two hours of sleep at that point, maybe, maybe an hour and a half. And so then it's like, because I I was trying to go to sleep earlier because I was so tired from the night before. And then I'm like trying to have this negotiation. And, you know, I I did some research. I Googled, you know, uh, dementia patient not sleeping and it basically was like don't fight with them so she figured out how to turn on the tv it was loud as fuck i put my canceling headphones on my noise canceling listen i don't know what happened to beats headphones but apple now has some of the dopest premium headphones you can buy they're so cool the noise canceling feature is awesome i put that on i listened to a youtube video I fell asleep. Yeah, I didn't wake back up. So all of this took between 11 and 1. I'm getting up with her, getting up with her. And then finally, she won. I'm like, if you want to sit up all night and watch TV and eat Cheez-Its, okay. You know, so I put my noise-canceling headphones on about 1.30, 2 o'clock, and I'd stayed asleep. And then I get out there, I take them off, and I hear the TV still blasting, and I go out there, she's just nodding off in the chair, and I'm like, why don't you just go to your room, maybe, and nod off? It was, it's just strange. It's strange. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I feel like we're on the precipice of some sort of long-term solution for her care, and it ain't me. Because I, the last thing I can give up is my, my sleep. That's the last frontier. That's where I draw the line. Because I need my rest. I can't function, you know. And a friend of mine at work reminded me the uh, that during COVID, I realized that I was just flat out exhausted from work. And the, the good thing about COVID was it really did allow me to change my schedule. And it really created a different relationship with work and how much energy and effort I can give. Now, one thing has changed dramatically in the last five years is um, the people who run our office now are a lot more chill about, you know, working from home, uh, 
You don't have to be just sitting at your desk uh, from eight to five every day without fail. You know, you don't have to teetotal all your minutes, you know, in your at your actual desk, which is perfect for me because with the type of work that I do, I don't have to be sitting at a desk to do it. I can actually do it from a beach. And the only thing I feel right now that's grounding me is this caregiving thing. And um, const- while I'm constantly reminding everybody uh, is I don't want your life to end up like mine. This is an insidious disease. It's progressive. It's just vicious. I had another person yesterday. Well, if it helps to mention my name, if it calms her down, I'm like, she's forgotten everything. She's forgotten me most times when she's talking to me. She doesn't know it's me. But yeah, she'll remember you. You know, I, I think people are, I don't know if people are just naive. And these are are narcissistic. I don't know what it is, but it, the disease is really, in a in a real sense, harder on other people than it is the actual person. Because I've there's more than one person's like, well, she remembers me, I'm sure. And it's like, I don't know. I remember standing in front of my dad the day that he, the first time he'd never remembered me. He just had no idea who I was. And it was devastating. It's just crazy, man. I don't get it. People are just kind of clueless. So I did go ahead and finish The White Lotus on HBO. The second season is way, way, way better. Interesting uh, little setup. If you get a chance and you're just looking for kind of a cool show, FX had The Bear. I forgot about that. Um, Jeremy Allen White is so good. And the cast is really diverse and interesting. Good casting director job there. Uh, The Bear on FX, very good. Um, I enjoyed that this year. Um, let's see. What else would I recommend? I just don't get to watch that much. And when I do watch it, it has to blow my mind or I'm super annoyed because I just don't have time like that. Um, I did read uh, a couple of really impactful books for me. I think Atomic Habits was one of them. And I he doesn't introduce like brand new knowledge or anything, but it it's just nice to see it presented in such a way where it's like, okay, if I set myself up to start doing these particular things in a certain way, I've created a, a good habit that's going to change, you know, the situation that I, I'm most frustrated by. So for me, this is a small hack, but it really works. So I, I, before I go to bed, I put a, a pretty large container of water right by my bedside. And so when I wake up, I see that and it makes it a lot easier for me to start my day drinking water because my goal is to get 100 ounces of water uh, a day. And um, it's good to get a good head start on it because then you're like having the habit of drinking water all day. And it it sounds like the tiniest thing in the world, but it really did make a difference. I think his name is James Clear, Atomic Habits. Um, that book was good. I read a Mel Robbins book that um, I enjoyed. You know, actually, I did audiobook. So when I was doing my walks, I would listen to audiobooks. And walking has been a, a good habit. I'll be honest, I've had to take breaks on walking because St. Louis got cold. We didn't even really have a fall. It was like hot, rainy, kind of chilly weather, and then it just 
hit the deep freeze. Very strange. Um, but yeah, so I would uh, I would give a Jody to um, the bear. Very very good, very good. Um, just a good show. Very well written. You just don't know where it's gonna go. And Jeremy Allen White is a good actor. Um, what else? Yeah. Oh, and and just to finish a thought, um, I feel like as a country, the younger generations, I think people below 40 are just super obsessed with everybody feeling diverse and included and nobody gets their feelings hurt and everybody's happy all the time and we can't call anybody retarded you you just the words are like i don't know who's coming up with all these super soft ass con- uh these these rules but the reality is there are some very large concerns coming your way and the least of them should be if you're hurting everybody's feelings. Now, I'm not talking about walking around being a jerk to every single person, but there's always going to be someone who's obnoxious. We got to teach our kids how to deal with this. They're too fragile. They're too fragile. I'm Gen X, and if I'm telling you to toughen up, we had, comparatively speaking, some of these childhoods are like, you know, you you keep treating the kids like they're in glass or something and gen xers weren't raised like that and so and my parents are the silent generation they were born in the 30s man you know i think my dad was working full time like 14 (laughs) i mean i can't get a specific on the date you know and he's long gone but i got the impression he was expected to work and produce for the household, uh, very young. So I don't know. It's like there are, there are times in life where you're you're going to have to learn how to deal with your pain. And I'm sorry, kids are getting bullied. I think that's horrible. But we have to teach them how to be more resilient. And it's not easy because it's hard to get bullied as an adult, and it happens. You know. I've been in a workplace where I was being bullied and mistreated, and it had nothing to do with my work. They didn't care at all about my work. It was supposed to be a professional environment, but it felt very personal. And, you know, to try to carry yourself with some grace and dignity through that is challenging. But it's happened, and I had to do that. And, um, you know, you got to teach people how to be resilient. You got to teach people um, how to deal with their pain. You're not going to be able to protect everybody from the, the, all the pain that's going to happen to them through the entirety of their lives. You know, and I know people hate to watch it, but your pain can be inspiring. Your pain can be transformative if you use it right. And most of us grow through pain. Very few people are evolved enough to grow through happiness. I'm so happy and, you know, everything's going so great for me. I'm just growing as a person. No one ever said that. We mostly grow through our pain. I won't ever do that again. I won't fall for that again. (laughs) So, I mean, stop being so precious. We have to experience things. And if you don't show people how to be resilient, 
the results can become disastrous. You got a bunch of people having nervous breakdowns or suicidal thoughts or, you know, just just signs of a uh, unwell population. And we need to be better than this. And we can be. And I'm super excited. I know that I feel like things have changed. I know that I'm on the precipice of doing what I was born to do, my destiny, which sounds lofty, but I'm a screenwriter and a filmmaker, and I've held a bunch of jobs uh, with different titles in different fields, but I've always approached them as a screenwriter and a filmmaker would. And so I just feel like my big break is coming. I've got a lot of things in play, and I'm just looking forward to being able to do what I feel like I was born to do. And the best part about it is I won't be able to be blackmailed. No one's going to be able to extort me or tell me some crazy story or slip me some drugs at a party and, um, you know, knock me out and try to extort me based off of some bizarre sex tape they've made. Because that happens. It happens a lot. And it's how people like Jeffrey Epstein, if you've been wondering, like, how are some of these people rich and famous, but we don't know what they do for real? Jeffrey Epstein basically provided underage girls for all these notable people to have sex with and rape. And um, then he videotaped it. And he extorted people. I do not believe he hung himself in prison. I don't believe that for a minute. I believe he was exterminated because a lot of these people did not want their names out. And so then they get uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, but she won't share any names. So when she changes her mind, expect her to come up mysteriously dead in prison. I have a feeling there's some very, 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 very powerful people on these Epstein logs. And um, they don't want to be known as pedophiles. And they don't want to, uh, you know, go to prison. And some people actually do go to prison. And uh, I guess when this system is done with you, the real system can kick in. Because I do think there are people, like, I don't understand how Travis Scott did not have to go to prison for all those people dying at his concert when he clearly had a stage show in Texas, in Texas, which is known for its kind of super strong law enforcement, you know, uh, when he had this show that clearly looked like a Shepherd for the Devil event. And how he has escaped prison time or even bad press is crazy. And TikTok had all, and I was still on TikTok at the time, and TikTok had all these testimonials where people at the place were like, it clearly was like something for the devil, you know. And I don't know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the devil or satanic things, but I do think there's a dark energy in the world, and if you tap into it, You know, if that's your thing, just like God energy, you can tark, uh, you can tap into dark energy. And uh, I think a lot of people have. I think a lot of people are so completely out to get famous. No one will ever tell me that the Kardashians are not the get out 
in real life, people. There's something not really right about them. People couple with them and are destroyed. <laughs> Just destroyed. You know, the one man didn't change genders to get away from them. I mean, it's deep. It's like you can't beat them, join them. Okay. It's a weird, weird world. But, you know, I'm excited. And I I love the fact that 25 years later, I can have an amazing film career without ever having to move to Los Angeles. The city itself is probably cool. But the film industry, the entertainment industry, I always felt it was just a lot of sinister energy around it. And now I know why. And now I know why. I mean, it's like constant stories. If you want to get into some, and I don't even think of them as conspiracy theories because I've seen and heard a lot of this for myself, from my friends, from other people who wouldn't need to make things up and the stuff I've seen for myself. Yeah. So it's exciting. I'm truly an independent artist and I'm thankful for that. You got to be. Otherwise, people control you. Whoever has the money has the power. And it's never more true than in film. All right, fam. I feel like I've been babbling. But I think there's some nuggets in there. I hope you have an amazing 2023. I hope 2022 was the best it possibly could be for you. And then next year, you know, you're going to put some, like, it's gonna you're going to put something even better on top of that. You know, like when you have your pancakes and you taste them and it's like, oh, these are good, but I need a little bit more butter. I hope your 2023 is like that. Just a little bit more butter or a lot more butter, whatever your preference is. I hope it's delicious. Have a delicious 2023. 2022 was good, but I'm ready to move into delicious. I had a friend uh, from high school send us a group text like, I hope you, you know, I hope this time next year you have the man of your dreams. I was like, I'd rather be rich. (laughs) And it's true because when you're rich, everything else falls in place. And right now um, I I need resources way more than I need a man. But if he wants to come along and and be a part of this and be a true partner, then cool. But, like, if you're making wishes for me, uh, what I'm wishing for myself is money. And uh, you can wish that for me, too. That'd be good. All right, everybody. Be your best. Take care of yourselves. Let's talk in 2023. I'll talk to you next year. What? I'll make it do what it do.